0: Everyone, and welcome to the Awaken Together podcast. I'm Jen and I'm Kat. we're here for your first season four episode. Welcome.
1: Welcome everybody. Can't believe season four. We've been doing this for a bit now. We're so (laughs) grateful that you're here still (laughs) listening to our crazy voices. And the most (laughs) impulsive decision
0: to start this podcast and here we are. And life has had so many ebbs and flows along the way since we have started this journey. So we love you all and appreciate you being here as always. And we want today's episode really just to be kind of a drop in on what's been going on with Kat and I. I also wanted to share some of the astrology coming up for like the first half of the year just to give you that little forecast. And yeah, we are here. (laughs) We're here. 2023. (laughs) Yes. To start us off, Kat, yeah, we realized we never shared our like words of the year. So if you want to share yours and kind of, yeah, talk about what's been coming up for you recently.
1: Sure. Yeah. So 2022 was a really hard year when I was doing my reflecting and my journaling prompts. That was like the underlying feeling that was just coming up from the year. And it was big and beautiful. And there were so many amazing moments, of course. And I don't want like the hardness to overshadow that but there were so many challenges for me um, from like buying a house starting the year with that and then having like the cockroaches the break-in the worst (laughs) start of a home seriously (laughs) like you could have had down that was a nightmare and just like not knowing that a lot of that stuff was normal and like good to be expected it just seemed like the end of the world when mm-hmm. it came up. And then, yeah, there was like a lot of other things with um, transitioning my work, getting a job again. Uh, that was just a big transition to get back into after a year and a half of working for myself. Um, and then like yoga teacher training, uh, leading retreats, uh, just like a lot of busyness, especially in September and October that all kind of felt like it came to a front and everything was just very overwhelming and beautiful and awesome. But just like too much Mm -hmm. so my word for last year was rooted and it was because like I knew I wanted to buy a house I knew I wanted to get that job so my root chakra I wanted to really focus on that and like have this grounding energy and it's funny because the universe was like oh yeah (laughs) yeah We'll give you your root chakra stuff, but we're going to turn it on its head. (laughs) And so it was like an earthquake is what it felt like. Mm. Uh, But with that, uh, it was so amazing just to reflect on the highs and the lows and everything in between and just all the lessons that I could take from that. Because um, I really think that all in all, like my intention did manifest in the way that I needed it to. Um, And reflecting on that too. I was able to land on the word for this year, which is peace, Mm. inner peace, peace, just like all in my life, everything I interact with, everyone, um, all the things that I do and um, engage in. So peace, peace, peace. Uh, I know what I'm leaving in 2022, which is a lot of just like saying yes to everything a lot of the people pleasing a lot of even ego of like oh i should do this oh that's a great opportunity i'd be stupid not to take mm-hmm. it when i was just ignoring my needs in many ways um and so a lot of things like conversations in my relationship with kyle like made me realize that um rela- uh, conversations with my therapist um i also like did emdr last year and overcame some really big fears mm-hmm. so all of that in your say, ketamine. Yeah, in the ketamine journey. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, last year. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of work, a lot okay. of challenge, a lot of difficulty, but a lot of transmuting things so that this year I feel like I'm arriving at this place of just being so ready to kind of like take my time um, in this year and have less on my plate and be really intentional with my energy so that I'm not finding myself in that depletion mode that I was in for so much of last year.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so Thank you. Oh, excited <laughs> yeah. so far. So good. Of course, like, um, <laughs> we're recording this. It's still January. I know this is coming out on the third. Um, so we'll see what the last couple weeks of January have here. But so far, it's been mostly aligned with my intention of peace. Yeah, it's been A couple little things here and there. Where we're like, Oh, is this, you know, is this aligning with peace it's like okay let's come back mm-hmm. um so i really credit all of my rituals uh, meditation my all of that has been going really well um and and yeah just peace 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 That's i think mantra. what
0: you just said is also perfect like landing back into peace even if it you know um things kick it up, landing back like that, knowing to come back to that. That's the point of an intention, right? Is we have that word that then even when things go different, we can, you know, let that be our guiding light. That's why setting a word is always like so important and fun. But thanks for sharing all that, Kat. And of course. yeah, I think for me last year, we talked some in our reflection. Um, my I let my words be inspired action. And I was 100% in action mode last year. Um, I had taken the year on the road the year before that. So last year included coming back to Denver, getting a place again, moving fully into that, making my home my own and lots of stuff. So it was busy. I think a lot happened with business stuff for me and getting back into the flow of working then and finding that balance. And is my Saturn return and lots of lessons within that so it was just a very busy year but I think inspired action was beautiful I felt really pretty consistent energy throughout that year because last year because I had given myself a year of rest before um, and rest is not maybe the best depiction of what it was because there was a lot that came up around rest wounds around rest um But yeah, I felt inspired last year. It felt really beautiful to like re-enter everything with like fresh eyes. And I think I really needed that. And yeah, my energy was fairly consistent throughout the year. And that was really great. Um, I think uh, I'm going to share some of the astrology of what has been happening like like through November, December, January here. I think a lot has come up at the end of 2022 coming into 2023 for me. Um, I set my word as experience because even as I was entering into the new year, I had so much stuff coming up for me and I actually just like cried and was overwhelmed because I wanted to set a word. I've always set a word and I just like. Yeah, I felt like I couldn't even bring thoughts into the equation. I was feeling so much from the retrogrades we just went through. And then I was like, within all this feeling, like maybe I'm just meant to experience it. I think, yeah, this year is gonna be, I think a lot of leaning into my sensitivities and my softness and a lot of that like feminine kind of energy, like really owning it and staying in feelings longer. I think last year would have been a little bit more of a masculine action year for me. I was going a lot and I think I was going in a much healthier way than, you know, I ever have before, but still think this year is going to be leaning into a lot. I've already felt from the stars that I haven't been able to really grip that same kind of control and that same kind of being able to know exactly what's coming and having a plan that's mapped out like. I already feel like I can't even predict what's happening in two weeks in this moment, um, let alone like what's coming up months from now. And so it's, yeah, I'm being called into really present-minded thinking again, which happened a lot on the road. So it's kind of funny, the swing of it. I feel like last year was a totally different energy than I think what this one's going to include. And I think there's gonna be a lot of transitions in my life this year. There's a lot of things that, we have discussed and talked about so it'll be very fascinating to see where my life (laughs) lands in this Mm -hmm. um but yes i'm gonna experience it
1: all Mm -hmm. (laughs) I guess really nice and a good word for it and something you brought up too of like Um, with our own years reflecting on them as being like oh a masculine year with like a lot Mm. of doing or a feminine year like um, this like uh, with the Chinese calendar this is the year of the rabbit which is a a yin year Mm. so naturally with that energy um, comes like some slowness, some softness some more femininity and I think it had me reflecting on how last year my word rootedness like I mentally had gone into it thinking it was going to be more yin and feminine Mm. with like oh just like leaning into safety security but no it was very masculine mm. and so that's why i had to like flip it so much this yeah. year for the feminine so and we're both wanting the same exactly. things. So i like that yeah <laughs> here Experience we are receive
0: yeah yes. peace So good. Um, And I would love, Kat, before I go nerding into astrology mode, if you could just give a few bullet points, like I know this podcast, what we've always wanted out of this is to just be able to talk through a lot of concepts that have helped us have like just a full embracing of everything that life is giving us share spiritual tools, like, you know, emotional healing tools, things that have helped us get into our body all to kind of ride the waves of life. But you know, where we call ourselves awakened together because awakening is this endless journey that doesn't stop. And I would love to hear like where you feel like you are somewhat in your spiritual journey and just, yeah, any, any themes around that, if there's anything separate from what you've already shared.
1: Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, 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 I'll say that, I mean, so far this year, I feel like my peace, something I've been really prioritizing to keep my peace on a pedestal is really my morning ritual. Um, And that's really nothing new, but this is my first opportunity of the day where I feel like I can really connect with my higher self, connect with spirit, and I do that through meditation. So um, I love that it's not even something I have to think about right now when in the past in my journey, like it It would sound really, really hard to sit down for meditation three days a week.
0: Mm -hmm. And now
1: I'm doing it like most, you know, almost every day, sometimes like five to seven days a week, and that's just normal. And I noticed when I haven't had that time, like midday, because my thoughts are just going a little bit faster, and a little bit more chaotic, but just having that time um, to connect. Uh, I've been doing some spirit guides, meditations, and just sitting with my guides more often. Um, Also, actually, close towards the end of last year, something kind of just came to me where, as you you know, like you're a vegetarian. I've been a pescatarian for the past f- uh, five years. Um, and I just had this this feeling like right around Thanksgiving time, which is funny, um, <laughs> that I didn't feel aligned with being pescatarian anymore, Mm -hmm. that I felt that it was kind of holding me back and that I would feel guilty when I would want something that had like bacon on it Mm -hmm. or that I would feel shame if I had something like unknowingly that had meat in it. And I I sat with that and I kind of reflected on that. And I just came to this point of like, why am I doing this harm to myself? Mm -hmm. Like no one else cares. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This is strictly self-imposed that I am creating these food rules. And that's something that I work with my clients on a lot in health coaching is like um, not not having your food equal your worth mm-hmm. or like the amount of food or the quality of food of course like we want to keep it high vibe so that we're feeling our best and that that's coming from a place of self-love but if these rules aren't coming from a place of self-love what mm-hmm. are they for mm-hmm. you know um and so i've i've made the decision i'm not like a, a meat eater i would not identify mm-hmm. it again but if i had to choose a word in this <laughs> <laughs> really? But I'd go with Flexitarian. <laughs> I it. Wow, that's a good one, God. Not Aquarius not. season is here. Cat with the jokes. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. You can always count on me. <laughs> I oh love my god! That. I but love yeah, that. not that I'm gonna go put myself in another box right yes. away. But that's kind of uh, another big thing that's been surfacing for me. Um, and then the last thing that I'll share that's been shifting for me is, for a good chunk of last year, the majority of last year, maybe all of it, I was really finding myself operating from this place of scarcity. And um, I think you know. It was the big transition of really having a couple of years to reflect on like, oh, my old salary was really nice <laughs> mm-hmm. and working for myself, obviously, like I had a lot more time and flexibility and in many ways, like I value that more than money in many cases. Mm-hmm. But after buying a house, like, OK, um, we have expenses. I kind of have to tap back into that 3D realm of, mm-hmm. OK, the reality of that, um, and so i did a lot of manifesting a lot a lot of just like trying to identify when the scarcity mindset came up and then um kind of being with it and asking it like is this because i'm feeling like i just don't have enough or is this because of something else And um, basically, I had some really hard conversations for me, but like really, really important ones and growth-oriented at work, um, advocating for myself. And gotta hate those conversations more than anything Mm -hmm. where you're like asking for a raise, asking for more money, because I think especially as women, we Mm -hmm. are told that like that's a big no-no and taught that from a young age. Um, But I did the things. I listened to a great audiobook. Uh, about boundaries actually it's called Boundaries how to set the limits that will set you free something Mm. like that uh, by Melissa Urban who is the uh, creator of the Whole30 so she knows rules (laughs) Uh, but I'd highly recommend that book Um, and then yeah kind of how that has all played out over the past six months is I, I got the raise I got a bonus and on Friday I actually got an a bonus that I wasn't even anticipating. So it seems like abundance is just coming my way this year and I am Mm -hmm. welcoming it with open arms. (laughs) I love that. Time, money, all the things that felt like I didn't have enough of are here. So grateful. Beautiful. beautiful. How about you, Jen? You've got a lot going on. (laughs) Literally, so much.
0: Um, Yeah, I think on my spiritual journey as of now, I think... Um, I've had a lot of conversations with different uh, people in like my community and stuff and just yeah, various deep talks with people about, you know, I still think from the big spiritual social media wave that kind of all happened in the pandemic, which was really beautiful in a lot of ways. I think there's been a lot of misinterpretation of some things. And so I've had a lot of conversations more around what spirituality like means to me uh, more recently. And it's been uh, fun to kind of talk that out. But I think so much that this isn't you do your practices perfect. And then you know, it goes away. I think as Kat was saying with meditation, I have habit loops for things now that used to take the utmost effort to get me to do and I would, you know, shame myself when I wasn't doing it and it took really little baby steps to build habit loops in to where now, yeah, I meditate three times a week and I have some form of a body movement or yoga practice three times a week. I still do my happiness formula, all this is in it, my reading and then my yeah, nature walk or run and then some form of like lifting for my body because I am neurodivergent and hypermobile and my body's super sensitive and so I have to have these practices to feel good in my body and mind and soul and I've kept up with this happiness formula for a long time I've shared it before but um, yeah I've, I've stuck with that but I've really realized too that spirituality for me is not what practices you are and aren't doing throughout things it's really learning to feel connected and not shaming yourself through all the different stuff that can happen. Like, there's so much that can be out of our hands, and just being able to kind of, you know, look at it from a point where we're honoring our space for feelings and space for perspective and asking for help and digging into the why we felt a certain way about things. It's all about just like more intentional reflection to realize that there's always a personal way to look at things. And there's always a way to kind of zoom out. And I think it's the balance of zooming in and zooming out. That's really helpful with spirituality. It's not about, yeah, this perfection energy. If we start bringing that in, yeah, it's that, that is not what this is about. And I think I've had a lot of conversations on that. And I think for me, um, on top of having kind of this, even formula for mind, body, and spirit within that, I still, Will sometimes get so regimented that I forget that those practices are there to help me get back to my body and to feel into things. I almost treat it then like a checklist. So I've had to learn to come back to like intention with on and all of those. So what one day is a problem like all I wanted so bad if you would ask me like four years ago is I just want a routine like help me like could not get a routine for the life of me. Now I have a really perfect routine. I don't break my routine. And now that's my new problem is (laughs) breaking my routine and knowing how to like safely honor feelings within it. So just remember that it's not all one thing. The thing that's a solution one day is a problem the next. And that's it's how it all goes. But I think perspective within all of that and reflection within all of that is just so important. And For me, the most spiritual of things, I still go to regular Reiki and I still have had like really cool energy experiences and really cool stuff that's uh, happened in meditations. I've been playing a lot more with like chanting meditations and it's been really fun. And yeah, lots of little things. But I think the biggest is astrology. I am like, I've done so many readings now and I'm so grateful for that. And I think it just endlessly just points to another like frame of reference for us to kind of surrender in different ways, because so much of what is often coming up for us is to show us another side of our soul. And when you like know the astrology for me... I think, you know, you can turn everything toxic. People can use astrology to once again deflect feeling all of their shit and, you know, judging other people. You can use it as a weapon just as much as a a strength. But I think, um, yeah, astrology just endlessly makes me feel so spiritually in tune because... I depersonalize a lot of the stuff happening to me and that allows me to actually feel it more. I'm like, okay, I know up in the sky this is happening. Like, what does this feel like to me? I feel like I'm communicating with all of the planets (laughs) and what they're doing up there. And it just makes me feel like so in tune and whole. And I love having astrology as that kind of reference and being able to look at a bunch of individuals' charts and their souls and like all the people that have let me, you know, dig into that with them. Your birth chart and how you are, it just, it points to the uniqueness. No two people can have the same birth chart and it just shows that we're all like pieced in this together. And as I've shared in other astrology themed um, episodes is we have some stuff that links us in with our... Yeah, our peers, our close in age peers, collective, like um, our generation. And then there's just so much cool connectivity in all of it. And I think every time I dig into astrology, I feel a lot closer to the universe and that higher, higher force. So I'm going to talk a little bit about that. Please, <laughs> yeah. That's kind of, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: Give us the lowdown for what yeah. to expect in 2023. Literally.
0: And first before even going into 2023, I just want to share and validate if yeah start so we'll start we'll start in August of last year just to say one other little thing here Mars is the planet of intensity and drive and our energy and it's passionate and angry sometimes it has that fiery energy and it's how we get moving. And so it's a really powerful part of our chart in a lot of ways. But normally it only stays in one sign for two to three months. So we get to be charged by an air sign. Then we get charged by a fire sign. Then we get charged by a water sign. And we get all this energy kind of directed in different ways for us. Um, Mars went into Gemini in August and all the astrologers were like kind of freaking out about it because they were like, it is staying in, um, in Gemini and." In until let me get the exact day, uh, 325. So March 25th. So we still have more time. And Gemini is such a Gemini Jen over here. <laughs> Gemini is such a busy thinking sign and it's constant thoughts. Like it's just, it comes in on a stream. And so everyone kind of got hit with that. If you have Gemini energy in your chart, it might not have felt too big of a shake at once, but. Then Mars went retrograde. And whenever a planet goes retrograde, it takes the energy of it and then kind of manifests it a little bit more inward. So from October 31st until... January 16th, we had Mars retrograde in Gemini after it. And it's still in Gemini the whole time. But then all of that, all those excitable thoughts that you maybe had all in all at once, like all these ideas, all of a sudden you couldn't really do anything with it. It just was kind of floating in your head. I think it made a lot of people very exhausted, like the burnout level of just thinking too much. It's like, I want the thinking to stop. Like that was very much kind of the energy. And you almost manifested it yourself because there just wasn't action you could take on your thoughts, so you had to just let them be, so you couldn't really cling to the thoughts the same way, um, which actually then, in ways, like makes you have to tune into other sides of yourself, and I know I've gotten to talk to a few people that this Mars retrograde since October has really brought up a lot, um, any unconscious patterns around what you have shared, your thoughts, your thinking, like anything that's Gemini-themed, probably 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 has bubbled up in some way, shape, or form. Um, And yeah, then we had a a Mercury retrograde, which that happens three times a year. And that's very expected, but that Mercury retrograde, which always hits Gemini and Virgo in some ways, because Mercury is the ruler of those two signs. It was the Mercury retrograde is actually in Capricorn, but the two planets doing that at the same time. I think I have listened to people's lives and what happened and what has happened in my own freaking life. I feel like I'm a different person. I feel like I just lived 10 years (laughs) in this like cycle. So yeah, just uh just some validation there. If things have been a little intense, like we are sitting here and it's uh, January 21st. This episode comes out two, three. We are entered into Aquarius season now. We have mm-hmm. an Aquarius new moon. And yeah, it's actually kind of like the start of the year energy now. Like what we were going through before was not really the start. So it just wasn't It wasn't accurate. It was a really weird start to the year. I <laughs> had a program going on in this and it's just been talked about a lot too. It's just been hard to do what you normally do. So here we are. Let's talk about this year now. But um, yeah, we have actual direct energy now. So all of the planets are now direct and that we get that for a while. And that just means that the energies kind of feel more normal and are playing out. Mars is still going to be in Gemini until 325, and then it goes into Cancer, and then it's on a normal rhythm again. So Mars going into Cancer is going to just be like it's normal two to three months, and Mars is just going to be going normal now. So we're not going to have as much of that coming up in the first half of the year. We should feel probably a pretty big shift just getting out of that Gemini energy. Um, And then, yeah, we had Jupiter go into Aries 1220, and it's lasting until May 16th. And Jupiter in Aries is just Jupiter's the planet of luck and abundance, and Aries has this fiery like energy of like getting some stuff going and being more clear. There's also a good independent component with Aries that you can make some stuff happen for yourself. So I think it's a lot of like honoring your needs within that. And that's like a really cool energy to get to have like on top of everything going direct now. So we should be feeling like uh okay, all that just happened, but I can do this stuff for myself. Like I can write my story, I can, you know, I can navigate things in a more clear way. I think it got a little convoluted there at the beginning of the Jupiter Aries, but we can feel into that energy a little bit more. And then the really freaking big one, there's two, um, there's actually three kind of big ones to share in this year, but we'll start with, I guess we can do Saturn first. Uh, March 7th, Saturn is going to enter into Pisces and Saturn stays in a sign for like two and a half years. Um, because Saturn's a lot slower moving, so everyone that had Saturn in Aquarius, we're almost done with the Saturn returns for the Saturn Aquarius generation. <laughs> that was like a two and a half year period. We all just went through it. Now Saturn's going to enter into Pisces, so then the Saturn Pisces crew that will start having their Saturn returns, but. Pisces is so spiritual and so intuitive and so sentimental. And there's like a lot of feeling and yeah, feminine energy around Pisces. And Saturn is like opposite, like kind of a masculine sign and hardworking and like, how can we do this? And this energy though, I feel like is really going to bring about a lot of shifts around spirituality, like what's actually appropriate. I read a few blogs of people talking about how this has caused a lot of upheaval, Upheaval in the past with different religious stuff getting called out. It's like a redefining of spirituality, a re embracing of creativity, um, and doing it in a way that's like healthy and a, um, yeah, just actually surrendering and not being like stifled by previous boxes like Pisces is the most flowy, intuitive wisdom um, sign in a lot of ways. So that's going to be a really fun energy to feel into starting in March. And then March 23rd, Pluto is entering into Aquarius. And Pluto moves so freaking slow. So for the past 30 years, it's been bouncing between Capricorn and uh, Scorp- Scorpio. And yeah, this, this energy has been... I actually... I need to fact check on the Scorpio. (laughs) But But, yeah, it's mainly been in Capricorn. Pluto has been in Capricorn. And that energy is a way more collective energy. So Pluto's shifting into Aquarius, it's going to be there for three months. And then it's kind of going to go retrograde. And then once it actually fully enters into Aquarius in 2024, it's going to be there for like 30 years. So this is huge. We're going to get like a little nugget of what the Pluto Aquarius is going to do. And Pluto shifts everything. Um, It's the transformer in the sky. And Aquarius is like, what do we need to do for humanity? How can we be like, let everyone express their uniqueness, their own individuality? So Pluto, Aquarius is going to like, everything I think is finally going to fall that's been keeping people having to stay boxed in and not embracing their individuality. So mm. very fucking cool. I'm <laughs> very excited for that one. I think yeah, we're gonna see a lot of shifts. We're gonna get a little a little taste there. Like March uh starting March 23rd and it goes until June. Um it's gonna retrograde back a little bit. But yeah, noting what's going on in that little period is probably gonna be fun. I guarantee when Pluto does something, you see it on a more massive level. And I already there's already been so many protests and stuff coming up and people fighting, like Aquarius just is going to break down everything. It's all about freedom seeking for all. So it's going to be really cool. (laughs) And yeah, there's um, one other transit. The lunar nodes are going to be switching into Aries and Libra. And that happens in... um, In July, and just that we can circle back to that when it comes. But the nodes are so much tied to like our our soul and our karma, and just like seeing how we relate to maybe things our soul's already mastered versus what we're being called into and how much we avoid that and go to what's comfortable. And we've been playing on this Taurus and Scorpio. energy, which is a lot of like how you relate to money and scarcity and themes about what you own and how much, yeah, material world versus spiritual of Scorpio, like, um Yeah, there's been a lot of themes collectively on that. So Aries and Libra is going to be a big shift and the nodes also move very slow. So I think it's going to be individuality versus collaboration. I think there's going to be a lot more themes on relationship energy in some ways and the balance between those things versus all of the energy that's been kind of like more rampant around money themes, which it makes sense with what we went through in the pandemic and coming out of that. And I think the pressure of all of that's going to feel a lot less heavy when that um, switches up.
1: So Yeah, that has been your astrology forecast with Jen. (laughs) Oh my God, Jen. Thank you so much. I feel like I have a couple dates now to keep in mind uh, and just look out for little shifts in the energy happening. Yeah. And mark
0: your calendars with this stuff. And also, yeah, go ahead. We use Moon Tracker. We've shared that before, that app. You can mark all your full and new moons for the year. I feel like we finally just had our like of the year energy. So mark that stuff, write it down. So then you kind of just know like how to reflect better on what's going on and maybe you can get deeper insight to the connectivity of all of it.
1: That's right. Yeah. Keep an eye on your word and come back to it. See how your actions are aligning with that intention you set for this year. So thank you all so much. We're so excited for another season with you all. We have some amazing guest Mm -hmm. speakers and topics lined up. So be sure to follow us on Instagram at Awaken Together Podcast and leave a review, rate us, follow us, download, download all the things, things, spread (laughs) the word for our little podcast. We so appreciate it and love you all. I'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.